Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast. You know, I look forward to doing these all week, and I know I've only been doing one episode per week, and I've been toying with the idea of doing multiple episodes per week, but it's just, um, I just don't have enough time. You know, there's so many things that I have going on. I'm, like, juggling a million different things. So, you know, I would love to do more than one episode a week, but it's just, right now, it it just doesn't work out with my schedule. So I'm just happy to be here for, you know, the episode this week. So everybody wants to talk about Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, which I'm completely okay with. You know, I watched it multiple times. And at first, I wanted to, you know, just give in to the Star Wars hype and be like, oh, my God, the best movie ever. And then second time I watched it, I was like, "Ah, I don't really feel like you know, I don't really think this is that good of a film. And then on my third watch, which I watched today, you know, I kind of, you know, am like torn. I, I, you know, I like the movie, you know, I'm just going to come out and say that like, it's not a horrible movie, but it's not the best star Wars movie that I've seen. You know, obviously I watched it three times. So there's like little like nuances that I obviously picked up on now that I didn't pick up on like the first time I watched it. But um, I didn't walk out of the theater, you know, super stoked on the experience. Like when I walked out of the theater of The Force Awakens, Rogue One, I was just like, oh, my God, we have to wait another year for the next Star Wars film. But after walking out of the theater of The Last Jedi, I was I was okay with waiting because, you know, I want, you know, greatness and Honestly, I think right now, The Last Jedi might be the weakest film of this trilogy because, you know, there's no way, you know, after hearing so many mixed reviews on this film versus um, The Force Awakens, where it just got, you know, a ton of praise, um, you know, they're not going to want to end the trilogy on a bad note. So, you know, they're going to for sure, you know, knock it out of the park with that one. And... Yeah, so it's just like my personal opinion. Like I like the film, but I didn't think it was like one of the best Star Wars films. Honestly, obviously spoilers. So before you you know continue listening, if you haven't watched Star Wars: The Last Jedi, I'm gonna talk about the film. So spoilers ahead. So listeners beware. In my honest opinion, my, like my favorite scene of that entire movie was the um, the scene with. Ray, Kylo, and Snoke. That whole sequence was pretty awesome. You know, I just um, honestly I hate seeing Snoke's face. I I like seeing him in his uh, hologram form. I hate seeing his like flesh colored like messed up head. But like that whole scene was like pretty awesome. You know, like they made him like you know seem like somebody like you know very important with a lot of power because you know he's just on his throne surrounded by all his guards, but I don't know. I just didn't like how he didn't notice that Kylo Ren was spinning Ray's lightsaber. He just was kind of just gloating and going on about how badass he is. And then next thing you know, he has a lightsaber, you know, shooting through his body. So, you know, they made him seem like, you know, all like all powerful and he was, he was very powerful, but they just killed him off so easy. 
And, you know, like, I don't think it was a mistake that they killed him off, but I just wish, you know, it would have been some, like, super intense battle. But on the other hand, you know, Ray and Kylo aren't as powerful as he is. So I guess they had to, you know, catch him when he wasn't paying attention. But that fight scene where uh, Kylo Ren and Ray were fighting on the same side was pretty badass. Like, I love the visuals. And I was just thinking, like, the whole time during the fight, I was like, once they kill all these guards, like, how are they going to get out of this? Like, are they going to, you know, walk out, like, you know, is, like, sidekicks or are was one of them going to die? You know, because anything is possible with these movies nowadays. But um, it was crazy to see them rip that lightsaber in half. And honestly, I was thinking that, too. I was just like, they're both, you know, I'm trying to pull it with the force. And I just imagined at one point, like, somebody was going to, like, you know, throw like something at the other person and, you know, get them to not focus on using the force on pulling the lightsaber. But that didn't happen. They were so determined to get that lightsaber that it ended up like ripping in half, which was pretty intense. But my only thing is like, I wonder why Kylo Ren just didn't try to go for his and they just duke it out. But instead he was just intent on getting hers so that was honestly like my my like favorite scene of like the entire movie. Honestly, I, I wasn't happy with um, hologram Luke Skywalker. You know, honestly, like first time I watched it, I was like, man, he's eating up all those lasers. How did he do it? He just didn't even seem like he was out of breath or did anything to defend that stuff. But then it all makes sense once he reveals that he's actually not there. And. Yeah, I think I'm in the camp where I don't think they should have killed off Luke in this movie or ever. You know, I don't really see what like why he had to die. Like I get why he he did it to further the the story, but I just don't think that it was necessary to kill him, especially since we just lost an iconic character in Han Solo in the last film. So it just seems like, you know, they're going with this trend where they're going to kill off all the major characters from the original trilogy and the new trilogy. But yeah, I'm not a fan of that. Honestly, I wish they would have kept him alive, but you know, he's not alive anymore. We're gonna have to figure it out. So that was kind of a bummer. Uh, Captain Phasma. It was cool that she was on screen more. We actually got to see some of her flesh when Finn, just smashed her helmet open. That was actually pretty cool. But it never really explained how um, when he got knocked off onto that platform that raised, I just never really understood like why it was going up because it just he just kind of went up, hit her in the face, and then he just you know took off. So I don't know. Maybe I gotta watch it for a fourth time and pick up on like the super like de- detailed stuff that like I want to know about. Yeah. So I probably give the movie about like a six out of ten. If you haven't watched it yet, just go out and check it out. If you're like a even like a casual Star Wars fan is going to love this movie because it's not a bad film. I'm just like super into the story and just didn't like how it was presented in this film. Cool. Now that we got Star Wars out of the way, let's switch gears and talk about UFC on Fox that happened this past weekend. On the main card, we had Glover Teixeira defeat Misha Serkinov. Um, first round via TKO. Honestly, that fight wasn't going too well for Glover in the beginning. 
you know, he was taking some heavy shots, but it wasn't until he took Misha down where, you know, he turned the tide. You know, he ended up uh, taking his back and flattening him out and just pounding him, and eventually the ref called it. So that was a pretty entertaining fight. It was, you know, pretty important for the 205 division because, you know, that one's, or that division, excuse me, is kind of dead right now with John Jones being gone and DC being the champion again, there's not like too many hot contenders. So it would have been cool to see Misha win and rise as a new contender, but Glover just put the stamp on him and, you know, just kind of showed everybody why he's ranked number third. You know, he still got it, even though he is getting a little older. And then also we had uh, Santiago Ponzinibbio defeat Mike Perry very, very, <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, via unanimous decision, it was a pretty uh, intense back and forth fight. You know, both fighters landing good shots. Honestly, I was hoping Mike Perry would win just because I'm, you know, a fan of that guy. I, I just like his um, personality outside of the cage and even in the cage. He's um, knocking people out left and right. And honestly, I'm a little biased against uh, Santiago just because in his fight with Gunnar Nelson. He just kept throwing those eye pokes, and I honestly feel if he didn't land those eye pokes on Gunner, Gunner would have whooped him. And even in his fight against Mike Perry, he poked him in the eye once, for sure. I definitely remember that, and it's just so frustrating because I feel like, you know, he's cheating and doing that on purpose. But that's just my opinion. And in the co-main event, Josh Emmett knocked out uh, Ricardo Lamas, which was pretty intense because. You know, Lamas is up there. You know, he's like been a top contender in his whole like UFC career, and he was going against uh, a last minute replacement against Josh Emmett because originally he was supposed to fight Jose Aldo, but Jose got bumped up to the title fight when Frankie got injured, and Josh Emmett uh, came in overweight. I think he was over like two pounds over the weight limit, which was kind of bad. He got fined, but. It, I don't know. It, it just sucks to see somebody um, who misses weight win the fight just because uh, it's just not a good look. But the way he knocked out Lamas was pretty intense. So, you know, props to Josh Emmett for that one. I wonder who they'll give him next. And in the main event, we had Rafael Dos Anjos defeat Robbie Lawler via unanimous decision, which is crazy just because, like, the whole time I was watching it, I was like, those are two former champions and two different weight classes and you know back in the day like that would have been like a super fight that people would be pushing for and you know we'd have it on a main card for ufc on fox and to be honest like robbie lawler was like a little bigger than rafael dos anjos but as the fight went on like dos anjos just you know didn't wear out he showed why um you know he's able to go to the championship rounds he is just crazy cardio and he just damaged Robbie Lawler with these nasty leg kicks and he had uh, Robbie Lawler had like a weird like knee injury towards the end of the fight and it was basically just like standing there and just taking um damage from Dos Anjos like I wish you know they would have just or his corner would have just stopped the fight and just you know take the L and you know come back to fight another day because who knows what kind of damage Robbie suffered from you know, or after the knee injury. But, you know, Rafael Dos Anjos looks like a beast. Like, 
170 is definitely his weight class. Like him cutting down to uh, to lightweight was cool. You know, he, he still looked like he was in shape, but, you know, the, the tax that it put on his body was probably not worth it. And, you know, it's good to see him move up and not have to cut as much weight. And we get to see him, you know, perform better. And since he's been in the welterweight division, he's just been on this crazy tear. So I hope they give him the title shot next. You know, even though uh, Tyron Woodley is injured, you know, DeSantis has been very active. I think he fought three times this year. So I wouldn't mind seeing him sit out and wait till the champ is ready and then just let the rest of the division sort itself out. I think that would be ideal for him. I would, you know, I don't even know who I'd pick if uh, Tyron versus Dos Anjos. Like, I'm a huge fan of both. Maybe I'll pick Dos Anjos just because I know he trains local to Orange County. You know, I, I always root for the Orange County guys no matter what. So the last UFC of the year is going to be UFC 219, Cyborg versus Home. And, oh, my God, this card's going to be so hectic. Like, I'm, like... They've been killing it with these cards like the past couple of weeks, but ending the year with this pay-per-view is going to be so intense. We'll just run through the main card. Let's see. Or we'll just run through all the fights that they have because they haven't really broken down how it's going to divvy up. But we got, obviously, the headlining is going to be Chris Cyborg, Chris Holly Holm for the featherweight title. The women's featherweight title, excuse me. And then we got a Super awesome lightweight matchup. Khabib Nurmagomedov coming back versus Edson Barbosa. That fight is going to be wild. I'm hoping uh, Edson knocks out Khabib because I'm just kind of sick of Khabib. But I was a fan. But then you know him not making weight and then calling out Tony Stills. Just like come on, like you got to get your shit together. So I'm kind of down on him right now. And then we also got Jimmy Rivera versus John Lineker. I feel if Jimmy Rivero beats John Lineker, he should be the next in line for the Bantamweight belt because he's just on a tear, too. He's a really great fighter. And then we have Cynthia Cavillo versus Carla Esparza. I think Cynthia Cavillo is going to mop the floor with Carla. Carla hasn't done good since she made it off the show. And then we have Carlos Condit, natural born killer, coming back, and he's fighting Neil Magny. In that fight, I'm rooting for Condit. I've always been a huge fan of Condit. I don't honestly think he beat uh, Robbie Lawler when they fought for the belt, but he just didn't get that decision, which is kind of a bummer. And then we got Khalil Roundtree Jr. versus Mikhail. I can't even pronounce his last name. <laughs> Oli Zenjek. Some crazy last name, but shout out to Khalil. I'm picking him to win. Not biased because we're friends, but I just think he's going to get the knockout. And then Dan Hooker versus Mark Casey. There's my phone again. Remember last episode, my phone was on. And that was Felix, but this time it's Chad. And he's still texting me, so I got to put my phone on mute. Sorry, Chad. Um, so we probably picked Dan Hooker in that one. And we have a really um, awesome bantamweight fight. It's going to be Miles Jury versus Rick Glenn. Jury's been out for a long time, so I'm happy to see him come back. I'm definitely picking him in that one, even though Rick Glenn's a beast, training up in Sacramento with Team Alpha Male. So, yeah, UFC 
219 is going to be wild. I honestly am picking Holly Holm to shock the world again and knocking out Chris Cyborg. So I'm super excited for that. And you guys should all tune in and check it out. UFC 219, that's December 30th. Should be a great card. So one of the wildest things like happened to me tonight. I had to drive to my local FedEx because I had to fax out some documents and I know it's weird. It's, you know, 2017, almost 2018. You're probably wondering, Jamie, why are you faxing documents? And oddly enough, I'm sending these documents to Texas and them getting it by fax is faster than email. Because if I were to email it for them to process all the paperwork, you know, it would take longer because, you know, they get more emails than faxes. So for me to get this stuff done faster, you know, the best option was to go fax the documents because they get to those before they do the emails. So, yeah, it's a really weird system. So I was down at my local FedEx and, you know, I, I don't own a, a printer for my computer. So I go down there, I use their computer and print the documents and then I fax them. So on this night, I'm, you know, I just pull up to FedEx and I sit down and as I'm logging in to use the computer, this guy, he comes in hot. Like he comes in like right next to me, all up in my grill. And he's like, hey man, do you know what's wrong with the world? And I'm just like thinking to myself, like what the fuck? Like it's Sunday night, I'm trying to get some you know business taken care of. I don't wanna deal with like any crazy people. And you know, my decision was to uh, oblige him. You know, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to just, you know, let him, you know, spew whatever he wants to spew out. So I was like, no, man, like what's going on? And he was just like, we need to stop the Buddhists. And and like, I'm trying not to laugh. And I'm like, what do you mean we need to stop the Buddhists? And he's like, they're trying to get me to marry their daughters. And I'm just like, you know, logging into my email, trying to get these documents printed fast so I can just get out of this like random situation that I got myself into. So like, I'm like trapped. I'm in this conversation with this guy and he's like, yeah, like these Buddhist things, they, they can push me around and get me to marry their daughter, but they don't know that I have guns. I have knives and I will kill them. And I'm totally just like, you know, all right, I'm just going to bullshit this guy and just egg him on. So I'm like, oh no, like, yeah, we got to stop the Buddhists. Like, you know, we got to surprise them. We got to go get your guns and knives and stop these Buddhists now. And he's like, yeah, man, it's so sad. Like, they're trying to get me to marry their three daughters. And like, do you want to know why they can't just go out to like a club or to the grocery store and meet people? And I'm like, uh, no, like, I'm guessing they hate having fun. And he was like, yeah, exactly, exactly. They just don't like having fun. All they care about is, you know, their Buddhist religion. They want to take over the world. And he's just going on and on. And, you know, he looked like kind of dirty. So I'm like, okay, maybe he's homeless. So I'm like trying to like, you know, analyze this guy. And, you know, he's like literally like really close to me and like talking really aggressively. And I was like, you know, prepared because like he had, all he had was, this like beat up like envelope with a bunch of random papers. And I, I was sitting there and I was ready to punch him if he was gonna do anything. He was like some skinny little like Asian dude. Like I don't know like what his deal was. I, it sounded like he was on drugs. 
but he was going on about how he's like, I'm not gonna, you know, let their dad push me around and do this like arranged marriage. Like, he's like, do, do you know why he wants me to marry his daughters? And I'm like, no, man, like, I have no like, idea why he wants you to marry them. And he's like, because he wants me to marry them because he wants to kill me. <laughs> And I'm trying to make sense of this. Like, why does this guy want you to marry his daughters? Like, plural. Like, I'm not, no, you're not hearing me wrong. He said daughters. Like, the dad apparently wanted him to marry all three daughters just so that he could kill them. And, you know, in my mind, I'm like, this guy is definitely crazy because that makes no sense in any world. So, you know, I just kept, like, telling him what he wanted to hear, (laughs) hoping he would go away. But he just wouldn't shut up. He was like... The Buddhists just want to take over the world. They don't know I have guns and knives and I'm going to kill them. So I was like, yeah, man, like, let me send, like, let me send these documents out and then let's go kill them. And he's just like getting amped up and like super down to let me join his forces. And while he's like spewing out this bullshit, this other customer from like the other row of computers steps up and I don't know if he's trying to be like my white knight. I don't know if I looked at defenseless Um, but I definitely could have handled my own, but he like jumps up and he's like, Hey man, leave that customer alone. Stop it right now. (laughs) And they start getting into it. He's just like the guy who stepped in, not the crazy guy. The normal guy was like, do you want me to come over there and do something? And then the crazy guy was like, yeah, come over here. Try me. Like, let's do it. Like, don't disrespect me. And they were just yelling. They had like this crazy shouting match. Like, I felt so awkward because I'm still trying to like log in, wait for these, like I'm on a slow ass computer and I'm waiting for like these web pages to load so I can like print these documents while these two guys are like yelling at each other back and forth, you know, like threatening to call the cops, the manager to stab each other. And I'm just like, yo, like (laughs) take that shit away from me. But the normal guy um, eventually got scared and took off left me with the crazy guy it's like thanks a lot you step in to help you don't help and you just dip so the crazy guy was like man who was that guy he doesn't even know me i showed him respect but he's not going to show me respect like that's not cool fuck that guy and was just going on and you know thankfully by the time like they were done arguing i I was finishing up and it was just so weird because I stood up and he was like, oh, you're done. And I'm like, yeah, man, like I just got to send this stuff out and I'm good to go. And he's like, all right, dude, like Merry Christmas. Just like out of nowhere. It was just super <laughs> random and intense. Like I just went in there to fax out these documents and, you know, I got recruited to try to stop the Buddhists from taking over the world, apparently. And I just like, couldn't stop thinking about it because it was just so crazy. You know, like the most random timing, like. I plan on going and doing this earlier. I wish I would have because I wouldn't have had to deal with this crazy situation. But yeah, so just, we got to, you know, keep our eyes on the Buddhists. They're trying to get this guy to marry their daughters. They don't care about the government. They don't care about anything but Buddhism. They're going to take over the world. So we got to stop them. I'll put a link in the show notes to where you can sign up to stop the Buddhists. I'm just kidding, by the way. Disney did it again. They bought Fox. Just kidding. They didn't buy all of Fox. They just had some weird merger. Um, I'm pretty excited about that because, you know, since the MCU has taken off and has, you know, put out some amazing, probably the best comic book films ever to date, I've always been bummed that, you know, X-Men haven't been under that umbrella. 
you know, Fox has done like a decent job with the X-Men, but I've always said if Marvel Studios could, you know, put out an X-Men film, it would be better than all the other films because, or maybe I'm just biased. I'm, I think I'm super biased because X-Men and they are my favorite team. You know, they got me into this entire culture, you know, growing up as a kid, you know, the nineties X-Men cartoon. If you haven't watched it, please stop listening to this podcast right now and go watch it. But yeah, that, you know, was my first uh, experiences with like anything that had to do with comic book culture. So, you know, I've loved them from the start. I read all X books to this day so you know i've been dying for a great x-men film so the fact that this disney fox merger happened you know i'm hoping they just scratch all future plans with any x-men movie and just reboot the entire series like yeah they've casted some great characters or great actors and actresses to play these characters you know cool um i want to give you a pat on the back but I want to reboot. I want Marvel studios to do this from the ground up. I want them to be able to write them into, you know, the next phase of these, um, Marvel studio films. Cause obviously they just can't pop in during the infinity war. Cause it wouldn't just make sense. Um, or maybe they would, they will, who knows? Maybe they'll just, you know, be like, Hey, Hugh Jackman, stop doing stupid Christmas movies and come be Wolverine again. Because I know he's down, and that's all I really wanted. Like, I was really bummed they wouldn't let him cross over from the Fox universe into an Avengers film. So the fact that, you know, Disney and Fox have done this merger, cool. Now let's give the fans what they want. I want, you know, X-Men rebooted. And yes, I know a lot of people are going to cringe when I say this. The Fantastic Four needs a reboot. You know, the last one wasn't that bad and you know it's not like the people it's not the actors or the actresses fault you know it's all like political stuff behind the scenes so the fact that you know marvel has the ability to reboot and do a proper fantastic four movie like that would be amazing because i feel like you know the failure after failure after failure of these fantastic four movies like you know people have no hope you know for them for that team but me i'm a fan of them and i want to see them done right because i know they can be you know they're important to like the entire like marvel universe and the comic books so for them to get shunned in hollywood just like bums me out and i don't think it's right you know they're not doing us you know justice by you know hiding them in the shadows just because you know their past films didn't do so great you know marvel has the rights back so let's do it right let's do it how it should have been done from the very beginning so reboot x-men reboot fantastic four uh deadpool a lot of people keep asking me about what should they do with deadpool i think they should leave him alone i think you know that's like the only marvel movie that they got right was deadpool so just leave him alone but that's going to be kind of tricky too because of the way the movie is i don't know how it's going to be underneath this like disney fox umbrella uh, because you know it was rated r and that's definitely not the type of movie that marvel studios 
has put out. So I'm just really curious to see how they're going to treat that character after this deal has been made. But in my honest opinion, they shouldn't touch him at all because they did that character perfect. Absolute merch Christmas party 2017. You know, it got announced like pretty late. The flyer that got sent to us had the wrong date on it. So I was really confused at that. Like, you know, we all had swore that it was on, you know, this Thursday and this date. But nobody really looked at the flyer because we all, you know, kind of had an idea of when it was. But like the day of, we all looked at the flyer and realized that the date was wrong. So we were all like pretty confused on when the party actually was. We were all pretty like, you know, amped up thinking that the party was, you know, that this past Thursday, but based off like the wrong flyer information, we weren't really sure what was going on. But then we got a confirmation that the girl who made the flyer just made a typo. Somehow she mixed up the numbers. Um, it happens. So I'm glad they got that all sorted out. I think, um, you know, you think company party, uh, I don't want to hang out with my coworkers after work. I just want to go home and do my thing. You know, I spend all day with these people. I don't want to be with them after work. So the thought of being at a company party, you know, was kind of whack. Everybody was just kind of like over it. Um, even some of the higher ups, not going to name any names, openly expressed how they didn't want to attend the party. But, you know, I, I think that's just like just a general feeling. You know, it's normal. Nobody wants to hang out with like, you know, their coworkers. I just said that. So uh, we all made it, you know, surprisingly, uh, the vibe was really good. You know, I wasn't dreading it too much just because it was really close to my house. Um, and I feel like once everybody else got there and we were all there as a company, you know, we just realized that the vibes were really good and everybody just kind of like let loose and like had a good time. Um, we were at this like bowling alley that had like a bar inside of it that did karaoke. You know, I had the zero intentions of doing karaoke. Uh, I showed up and they had a, like a tab open for everybody. So I went to the bar I don't drink, still straight edge, you know, got to represent for myself, for my friends, for my family. Uh, so I just went to the bar and got myself, you know, like a ton of Shirley Temples. I had like unlimited Shirley Temples because I didn't have to pay for them. Shout out to Absolute Merch for covering that for me. And I'm trying to look up the the girl from the OC. Um, Seth's girlfriend, the stupid bartender girl. I want to say her name is Alex, but I'm looking it up right now because the girl at the bowling alley bar. Hold on, this is going to be pretty crazy. Why can't I? Okay, here we go. That's her name. Okay, found it. Sorry. So the girl at the bar in the bowling alley look like Olivia Wilde's character from the OC Alex. And it just so crazy. Like I couldn't stop staring at her because she had the same exact hairstyle, the same hair color, you know, janky tattoos. I was like, Oh my God, this is like almost a dream come true. I'm in an episode of the OC. Um, so that was just my weird little, uh, weird fantasy that I was having while I was at this bowling alley. It was really uncanny, though, because I'm like a diehard. I'm 
OC fan and seeing this girl serve me drinks, I was like, wow, I definitely feel like I'm in the bait shop getting drinks from Alex, you know, waiting for Seth and Ryan to show up, Marissa and Summer, you know, to bring some random drama, uh, Taylor Townsend, my favorite character, the hottest girl on that show. Shout out to Taylor Townsend. I miss you. And I wish that I could fall off a ladder with you and end up in a an alternate reality with you where we're both in love and not distant. I miss you so much. Kidding. I'm kidding. She's not real. So don't take that serious. I know I'm weird, but it's all right. Um, also... I got suckered into doing karaoke, you know, I'm minding my own business, playing shuffleboard with Chris, Danny, and Adelio, and out of nowhere, I hear the MC shout out, uh, can I get Jamie, and then he butchers my last name, I don't remember what he says, but he butchered my last name, and he's like, and we're bringing out a song from the Disney vault, and I'm like, oh my god, somebody set me up. I got set up and now I'm put on the spot, you know? So I'm sitting there um, at the shuffleboard and I have like Noah and all these people are yelling at me. They're like, go up to the stage, blah, blah, blah. Like you have to do it. And, you know, jokes on them because I don't think they realize that I thrive in those situations. Like I love the attention, put a microphone in my hand. Let's do it. You know, I sit in front of a microphone at least once a week, talk to you guys. So going up on stage, singing one of my favorite songs to a bunch of friends and a bunch of strangers was going to be in a walk in the park, you know? So, you know, honestly, I was a little nervous only because I hadn't listened to the song, um, let it go in a while. That was a song they signed up for me. So like I was stalling, I was walking up to the stage slow and I was just rambling on to the MC just so I could try to remember how like the song went, what the flow was just cause you know, I didn't want to like have a, such a, a terrible performance on stage. So sure enough I did. And I'll never forget like mid song, like I'm, you know, singing along and obviously like my, um, focus is put on my company party and everybody has their phones out. I, I just was just so like embarrassed because, you know, they all just were filming me, putting me on Snapchat, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, like who knows where else they put me. But, you know, I was a good sport about it. I sang the song that um, they picked, whoever it was. I don't know who it was to this day, but, you know, I sang it. And, you know, everybody in the um, room was clapping and cheering. So that was pretty funny. And, you know, before I got off stage, you know, I had to plug the merch. I plugged the website, the blog. I plugged the podcast. I plugged the the Twitch channel, which I thought was funny because, you know, people thought I was just going to get off stage and be embarrassed. But no, I took the opportunity and had a shout out, you know, everything that I have going because, you know, I want support um, from everybody. So I hope people, you know, checked it out. And there was this uh, girl there. She seemed kind of drunk. Um, she did like four songs of karaoke. I don't remember her name, but she had these like crazy dance moves. Like, I don't know what it was about this girl, but like her dancing was so attractive just the way she would like move her body. You know, she definitely took some like hip hop dance classes, you know, I was a little shy. I wanted to go show her like the dance moves that I learned from YouTube, but um, 
I was still sober, so I didn't. So that one got away. But uh, this girl at the warehouse, I don't want to say her name, but uh, we call her a Green Lantern. She was there, um, which was cool. I said about zero words to her, (laughs) which is always kind of funny because, like, you know, everybody knows that I have, like, this huge crush on her, but I, like, never talk to her just because we're at work. I have to see her every day, so I don't want to say anything stupid. So I just pretend like she's not there. But she was at the party and I said absolutely nothing to her, which was, you know, pretty solid move. But overall I had a good time. You know, I was stoked that, uh, George hung out longer than he said he would. It was cool playing shuffleboard with Adelio, Danny and Chris. Um, Oh, we had like a white elephant. I ended up stealing a gift from RJ. I ended up uh, taking his, uh, Super Saiyan 3 Gotenks statue that was purchased by George. So I was pretty stoked on that. Mainly because on my windowsill in my room, I have a perfect cell that was given to me by, by my cousin last Christmas. So I was like, ooh, I can take that Gotenks and add him to my collection of Dragon Ball Z characters. And it was kind of funny because I, I took it and everybody's like, what is that? And I just had to like you know tell them exactly who it was because he's like my favorite character from Dragon Ball Z. And everybody just called me a nerd because they didn't know anything about Dragon Ball Z, which blows my mind because that anime is so iconic. So I feel like you know more people should know about that character, Gotenks. Yo, we got a lot going on this week. You know, if you read the blog, which I'm sure a lot of you have already, thanks, by the way. Um, you know, Chad and Emily are coming out, which I'm pretty stoked about, like we weren't sure if we were going to see each other because the last time we hung out was in July when they came down, they stayed at my house, which was really cool. Happy to house them. I would house them whenever they want. Um, but yeah, at the end of that hangout, we weren't sure when we were going to see each other again. Um, we knew that there was a small chance that they could come down in December and it turns out that they pulled the trigger. So they're coming down. I'm so stoked to see them and it's going to be a great weekend, you know, cause Obviously, I'm going to be a little down to not be with my family for Christmas, but super stoked to be with Chad and Emily and their family. Shout outs to Synthony, Colton. It's going to be cool to see you guys because I haven't seen you in a while, especially Colton. I haven't seen him since uh, Florida. I saw Synthony last time because she was there for the uh, proposal. So it'll be cool to see her again. And yeah, this weekend, Disney forever christmas uh we got you know merch link will be in the description jmrk.com slash shop you know pick up all the cool merch that i got we got more coming next year you know i'm gonna ramble here for a little bit you know we started uh 2017 with the idea of getting merch printed and here we are ending 2017 and we have a full-fledged merch store we got a whole team behind it so i appreciate that i appreciate everybody's help you know with getting this stuff done and yeah so next year we got some really cool things planned and i'm excited to share them with you in the future but i think this is going to be it for this episode i appreciate all of you who listen if you have not subscribed please click that subscribe button because i could use those numbers it's going to boost me up and it's going to help our clout rise together because you can tell people oh yeah i'm sub- i'm subscribed to the jmrk podcast are you you know and if they're not they're gonna feel you know the clout 
rising and then they're going to want to subscribe. So yeah, let's help each other out. Subscribe to the podcast, buy the merch, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, you know, check out, um, this week I'm going to finally post a new Instagram picture. I haven't posted one since my birthday. You know, I don't know why I don't post as much as I used to on Instagram, but you know, I'm gonna try to post a couple photos this week. So let's try to get the first new photo to at least 200,000 likes because you know I, I love the likes and it feels great when they're coming from all of you and yeah so thanks again and we'll see you next week